Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, I am sitting down with one of my absolute favorite, favorite women ever, Megan Virginia Austin. Some of you know her better as Meggie. Um, I've never had Meggie on the podcast and come to find out today she's been waiting <laughs> with her. She's She's been throwing me a little bit of ha-ha shade. Um, but... I, there's so many things I could say. Maggie and I have traveled together. We've done so much together. She's, she's the biggest team player I think I've probably ever met. And I've told you that before, but it's true. You You are like Maggie's just like, she's an all in gal. Um, and that's what you need to be a career yoga teacher or career fitness instructor. I mean, you, you work 12 hour days, you hustle your ass off and you make it work and you make it work without complaining, which I love. I can tell sometimes when you're frustrated. Well, obviously yeah. she's like, she's the tiniest little legs and I can just see her like pitter pattering through the studio as fast as she can to get outside to go do her next thing. And I'm like, okay, just take a back seat, Sarah. <laughs> so give us a, like a short little background on you. Like I know you were an athlete and how you got into fitness and like all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so I am the founding master instructor at the works yes. and, uh, that is a title that I, um, hold very high for myself and I continuously thank you for that title. You deserve um, it. And I am from Salem, Virginia. I, um, was a competitive swimmer for a lot of my life. And I like to the point, um, I was number one in um, the East coast when I was 10 years old. Who knew? I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah, I had a, a really big, well, I'm like, tell everybody I know <laughs> swimming time. Um, and then, so fitness has been in my, in my what life. Was your stroke? Breaststroke. Okay. I can see that. You got such big boobs. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably why it was my stroke. Cause yeah. I've never had any, yeah. your nipples, <laughs> your nipples led. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that, um, I think set a foundation for me to always have fitness in my life because I was in a weight room morning, afternoon, evening, weekends, like literally from the age of 10. Like you were lifting weights at 10. Yes. 5 30 a.m. I know that's insane I know sometimes when people are like oh you know do you want to sub a 5 30 class and I like get a little PTSD from all of the mornings that I woke up at 4 45 and 10 starting at 10 through the age of 18 I cannot imagine I know I honestly I think back and I can't imagine either it's um pretty wild but also like kudos to your mom uh, for driving you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I tell my parents all the time. And eventually I started getting rides and they were like, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to ride with this like older guy that's a senior. They're like, yeah, um, cool. Exactly. They were like, um, wait, okay, yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, fast forward, I was going to swim for College of Charleston and I got some injuries and my um, senior year of swimming wasn't, is, wasn't exactly what I had hoped for. And so... Once I got this injury, I was like, I had a choice. I had to either swim and um, mend myself. What PT, was the injury? Stuff, shoulder? My shoulder. Yeah. Um, all summer long until I went to college where maybe I would be where I was. Or I could like let this thing go and be proud of what I did and um, move forward in a completely unknown, different direction. And that's what I chose. So what did that, well, let's just pause. We're going to need way more than one episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm your therapist right now. And this is explaining so much to me. Great. Okay. So <laughs> what was that like? Like for the first time in your life, not being like applauded for this amazing athletic ability. So it's actually funny that you mention it that way. I, uh, have been through, um, a lot of healing lately sessions and therapy, et cetera. And something that keeps coming up is my swimming days. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
another side of that that I haven't told a lot of people and I haven't talked about it a lot because I didn't really know how much it affected me was at the age of 10, as I said, I was, you know, number one in the state, um, number one in the, the East Coast. That's amazing. Um, it, it was really I've amazing. I've never been number one at anything. <laughs> well, I, that was my number one time. Got it. Um, well, and for I, now. I went to this um, swim meet that's called Zones. It's Junior Olympics. And that's when basically the country is divided into four. So East Coast section, um, I was seated three, I believe, in my... Um, in one thing and number one in the other. And I, um, because I wasn't on my swim team anymore, I was on the Virginia swim team. I had a different coach. Um, it was in Maryland, so it wasn't very far away. And my coach at the time, like said he was going to be there, told me, like promised me that he was going to show up for the swim meet. And then he didn't. Mm. And I didn't do nearly as well as I wanted to. I like got beat by a lot of the people that I had been beating for some years. And then literally right after that, I hit puberty and like, I'm five, seven. Now I was probably five, five, like the next month. Oh, wow. Um, I was always tall. Like I was always, you know, in like the 90th and up percentile, but that changed everything for me. And so from the age of 11 until I stopped swimming, I went from being number one to trying to catch up to all the people that I used to beat all the time. I have chills all over my body. Years of my life. This is this is such good information. Yeah. So do you and see that? I see it all the time because it's like years of of letdown. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's like letdown of my own, but like I couldn't have really done anything else. Like literally I was training as hard. I was doing all of the same things, if not more. And then it's like going to these meets repetitively, seeing these people that, again, like I used to beat you all the time. And now I may never, I, I will always be in your like uh-huh. bubbles. And that was like a really hard thing for me because yeah. I, you know, went from this place of being like praised so much. And especially as a 10 year old, it's like, who knew? Like, who, who knew I had that in me? And then my kids got ready for school in twelve minutes this morning because we the alarm didn't go off. So it was seven. They have to be at school at like seven fifteen. We got out of the house in twelve minutes, and we lived down the street. And I praised them for that this morning. And you would have thought that I'd hung the moon. I was like, I should do this more often. Well, I mean, I, I Van think... was literally like walking around, like popping his He's chest like, out. He's like, look at me. He's like fucking chest he... bumping everybody on the way yeah. to school. <laughs> He's like, sup. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, and then yeah. to think, and I just think, because Waylon's nine, so like in your, t- and I, I know your parents and they're both so lovely, like, of course, they weren't giving you grief or anything. It was no. just, you had already created that story at such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I, um, I didn't realize how much that impacted me until I did my teacher training. Mm. Um, and at first, what really impacted me was the fact that that coach didn't show up for me. I remember you telling me that. Then. Which, yeah, which created like um, a, a sense of I'm not important enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not, you know, worthy of your time. And you said you were going to do something and you promised me you were going to be there. And then you So weren't. whatever happened to the coach? Um, you know... He actually, we have a weird connection. Um, one of our clients um, actually dated him from like college days. And so we've reconnected in some ways. Um, after I did one of my healing sessions recently, I reached out to him How on old Instagram. Is this guy? Uh, in his 40s, 
probably 45, yeah. 50, something like that. Um, He's probably like, hell yeah, she's reaching out to me. <laughs> well, I reached out to him and I was like, I have something to say to you and I really need to say it to you. Like, and I'm not going to text you. And he was like, uh, okay. Um, and he had, he had said something to me years before along the lines of like, my youngest daughter is just like you. She's kick-ass. She doesn't take any shit. You know, she's number one and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, you know, good for her. Good for you. And what I wanted to say is like, I hope you never do to her what you did to me. Um, and truthfully, I actually never called him because that call was going to be way more for me. Um, and who knows how he would respond like by, by this point in my years of life. I know that a lot of the times these like come to Jesus's are more for the person speaking than the person listening. And you never really know how that person's going to take it. Right. Right. So it can be a number of ways, but you know, I have a lot of respect for this person. I'm not, you know, all of that is so long ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this whole idea of being really good at something and then, not being as good for so many years and being let down by myself and also just by circumstances is something that's like written a script in my life a little bit. And it's also something that all of my healers and my therapist all have a very takes a village, you guys. Okay. Don't judge. Seriously. I know. I know. I talk about in my classes and I'm like, I swear you guys, I really have my head on my shoulders. Like this is why we charge a premium at the works because we're all fucking in therapy. Yeah. And (laughs) And you're paying for it. Yeah. (laughs) Amen, baby, you know? So let's chat a little bit about how you got to CPY. Cause I remember like I was thinking this as I was driving over. I was sitting behind that pink desk that I don't think clearly doesn't exist anymore. And I remember like I feel like I would see you come and go with Alex. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I always thought you were just, and Jackie, what was that? What was her last name? So funny. Hun. Yes. So, and I was always like, God, their friend's so cute. Like, da, da, da. I mean, I didn't know who y'all are, how old y'all were. And then I remember like one day you're like, hey, I'm doing teacher training. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so like guide us through that decision. Cause you had just gotten back from Nepal. No, so I've, I've actually never been to India, but I had just In gotten. In my mind, she's been everywhere. Yeah, well. <laughs> I wish. Um, I had just gotten back from a month in South America. So I did uh, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. And um, that was kind of my moment. I I had just graduated college, and I was deciding whether I wanted to move away, whether I wanted to... I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. I had been in food and bev forever and was comfortable doing that. And um, Alex, uh, for those of you that don't know, Alex... Um, teacher at the works as well has been my, you know, very close, if not best friend since we were 15 or 16. She's from our, our, we're obviously from the same hometown. Um, and she, like, we like to say I brought her to Charleston and she brought me to yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, and so while my brother and his ex-girlfriend had a big, big part in my, um, introduction to yoga, Alex was like, Hey, come with me to this studio. It's like very different than what we have been doing together, but I think you're really going to like it. Mm -hmm. And so I went with Alex and uh, Jackie and we went to um, Emily. I don't remember her last name right now. Shoemaker. Gosh, we went to Emily Shoemaker's class. Yeah. Right. And um, I, in the middle of it was like, 
fuck this. I am dying. Yeah. And that's I what am, I felt in your class this morning. Well, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, you're not, or I don't think we're used to being that humbled. Yeah. Um, where it's so hard to a point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. So I want to just pause Maggie for a second. So you guys listen to what she just said. Like, we take classes like that's part of the culture at the studio too, because we know how hard it is. And because we work, we work so much, like a lot of times we don't have the, I don't want to say luxury because we're so grateful that you're here, but we don't get to get into like as many classes as like maybe we'd want to, or with the people that, you know, like we, we love everyone on the schedule, but like, I love being in Maggie's class. I know she's a super fucking strong teacher. Like she's going to always bring it. Like we don't get to do that every time. So this morning I took Maggie's class I, and I don't care like if people see me in child's pose all the time, but every second under my breath, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> fuck. And the woman next to me was just dying laughing. Like at one point, Maddie, who we love so much, who works at the studio, she's like, I don't know, five. <laughs> she's like this little sprite and she's like doing all this stuff. And I like look over at her and like, I'm totally joking, but under my breath, I'm like, fuck off, Maddie. <laughs> and the lady next to me was like probably my age. She just starts dying laughing because it's hard. We know it's hard. So yes. please know that we understand how humbling it is. Okay. Absolutely. Go again. Well, and on that day, I, in my mind, which I'm sure every new person to our studio or any like hot yoga place is like, why, 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 why do these people sign up for this? Because right. I had been doing yoga in a nice cool room and it was, you know, pretty slow and it was still like a vinyasa class. Yeah. I mean, Ashley Bell, amen. Like my first teacher, I love her, love her forever. She's amazing. It's, it's like, it was so hard. It you was, were a blue turtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it so much. And then I went into Charleston power yoga and I was like, I, I mean, so many emotions at once. I was like, fuck this. And then to a quick, like, this is amazing. I feel amazing. (laughs) And the main thing that really like connected me there was I, like I said, I was so kind of lost in my, like in my life as to where I was going, what was next, you know, what kind of job am I going to get? Am I going to be in food and bev forever? Maybe. I mean, you know, I, I was never opposed to that. Um, but I, I just was in this place. And so I, my mind was going constantly. And what I realized is other than that one thought halfway through class where I was like, am I going to die? <laughs> I walked out of there. That's and, the point. Yeah, exactly. And I walked out of there and I was like, oh my God, I haven't, I haven't thought about my life or my chaos or my doubt or my fear in a whole hour. Yeah. And it's the first time that I haven't thought about all the things that stress me out for a whole hour, probably in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, immediately like signed up for the month, signed up for the thing. I mean, I'm I was like, this shit is fucking crazy. I'm going to do this. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like I immediately, I I think I had been consistently going to the studio. Why I started and was consistent immediately, but I think it was like six months before I started signed up for teacher training. Mm-hmm. And another another big factor in that was Alex and I were living together at the time when she did her teacher training. So she did hers in the spring and I did mine in the fall of 2012 or 13, whichever one. Um, and so I got to kind of see the changes that she went through, which mm-hmm. was really cool for me because since we had known each other for so long, you know, I, I knew my girl and all of a sudden she's coming home like 
saying different things, caring about different things. She drank the Kool-Aid. She drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and I was already so into it. And I was like, you were pouring I'm the powder that, in your, yeah. I'm going to need I'm that need Kool-Aid. That. Okay. Oh, yeah. For real. And so I signed up and I was super excited. I like, I made a Coke bottle, like a two liter and wrapped it up in duct tape and had YTT on it and was all pumped. And what was the Coke bottle for? For your water? For my money. Oh. To save money. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, and then I broke my collarbone three weeks before uh, teacher training was supposed to start. Yep. And I remember, okay, so I broke my collarbone. Tell us how. It's funny. <laughs> it's not funny that you broke your collarbone, but it's funny. Well, it is funny. Um, I was riding my bicycle home. I was guest bartending um, at this place called Tabuli. I don't even know if it's still there. They used to do like, it was like a hookah bar and belly dancers. It was hilarious. And so I was guest bartending, bartending there. And afterwards, you I were was dead sober. <laughs> afterwards, I was... Um, not dead sober. <laughs> I do not lie. And I, um, however, I, I also wasn't slammered. I, I was riding my bike and the person in front of me who worked at this bar, who like was my friend, why I guess bartended was like hump, like speed hump telling me, you know, yeah. that there was one coming. And for some reason, this one day, this one moment, yeah, maybe something influenced that. I thought I should go around it rather than Every other 1,000 times I've gone over a speed bump, just Yep. And so as I was trying to go around it, Ugh. that sign that says speed hump closed oh, me. God, Maggie, ow! That and was your sign! Yep. So I got, like, ripped off my bike and... Were you in so much pain? Uh, well, I was in shock at that you point. You didn't go to the hospital that night, though, did you? No. Here's the best part. I got off, like, got off the ground, got on my bike... And was like, okay, I'm cool. And then rode home and was like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed, sleep it off. Like, hopefully it'll feel better in the morning. I woke up in the morning and was like, wow, I am not okay. And so I put whatever frozen something on there. And I knew I had to work at 11. I probably woke up at like 8 or something. And so I laid there for a while. And then I was like, where's my phone? And I realized in that moment that... When I was thrown off my bike, my phone was also like thrown out of my pocket or wherever it had it had been. And so I was like, okay, well, so I can't call into work and tell them that I can't be there. Right. So now I have to go to work. And Did so, you go look for your phone? Um, no, because I was in such like, sh- I knew exactly where it was. Like yeah. once I got to work... I had somebody else text my, that same friend and be like, Hey, can you go to this exact was spot? It there? Yeah. She got it for me and was like, here you go. Whew, I just lost my phone um, recently. It's very stressful. Uh, that, that's minimal in, yeah. in losing the phone, but that's I for understand another day. I understand. Um, but anyway, I, so I proceeded to serve. I can't remember if I was bartending or serving, but, um, for a five and a half hour long shift, with a broken collarbone to the point where See, at I the told end, you guys she's a hustler. <laughs> yeah. I'm all in to a fault. Yeah. So by the end of it, it was my right side. And I remember like holding drinks with my hand, but holding my left hand around my arm and being like looking to the manager. And she was like a new manager at the time. And I was like, I've tried really hard. I promise you. And I 
have to go right now. I have to go to an urgent care. So I went to an urgent care. And the best part about all of this, maybe, um, is I got in there and I have something called vasovagal syncope. It's where all the blood, when something like weird, a sensation happens to my body, all the blood rushes from my head and my limbs to the center of my body. It's a protection kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know the details about it. But anyway... (laughs) I was in so much pain and as they're x-raying me, I'm standing up and she's like, hold your breath. And I'm like, okay, I, I like, I'm really not feeling well right now. Yeah. I am really feeling bad, but it was like, pain doesn't cause it. The weird sensation does. So I was like numb. Like I was, I'm not okay. I'm yeah. not okay. Yeah. And this like poor sweet lady is like, you'll be okay. It's okay. And I'm like, woman. I have vasovagal syncope. I feel like I'm going to faint. And she's like, it's just going to be a few more seconds. Next thing I know, I have collapsed onto my right shoulder, (gasps) onto the ground. And I like wake up and she's like trying to lift me up. And this woman was probably like 65 and tiny, petite. And I like remember, (laughs) this is typical me, if you don't know me. Opening my eyes and being like, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I was going to hit the deck, bitch. Yeah. And um, anyway, that's then the next thing I did was text Sarah and be like, hey, can I still do teacher training? I broke my collarbone. I don't think you're going to say yes, but I really, really want to do this right here, right now. And And I'm sure clearly I said yes. Immediately. Like, absolutely. You'll adapt, adjust however you need to, and we'll make it happen. Yeah. And that is what changed my life. Yeah. You know? And here you are. Yeah. Have y'all ever wondered what Carter's husband, Foxy, does for a living? I'm here to tell you all about the man who puts up with our favorite Cardi wheels 24-7. Foxy owns Foxworth Insurance, an insurance agency that focuses on both commercial and personal lines with a focus on commercial real estate, homeowners, and flood insurance. So who has your insurance? Here's the deal. John and I switched our business and home insurance over to Foxworth Insurance, and he made the transition seamless, offered us better coverage, and saved us a ton of money. If you're thinking, why would I switch? Why wouldn't you switch? You got to support Cardi, duh. No, for real though. You would switch because you're supporting a locally owned business owned by Foxy and Carter. It's a win-win. You can head to foxworthins.com to check out all of the stuff that he's doing. You can also email him at info at foxworthins.com. So you go ahead and do that. That way you can see if Foxy can help you. He can help you understand so much about like what's happening in this crazy, confusing world of insurance. And like I said, he really does make it seamless. And I know Foxy personally, he's so easy to talk to. He's so lovely. He's very communicative and he can give you all the answers to all of your questions. So let's pivot to, I was, uh, you and I were kind of like talking about this before, but like when I left the last studio, you were like, I'm coming. And you have been with me at this studio for, well, how long have we been here? Four years, three years? Well, we'll be at four years in this space particular, in particular um, in May. It'll be five years that we would have been like this year would be five years that we're marking like our opening. Yep. So technically like October is five years for us. Yep. But so Maggie left us, left the studio, which is a great studio, still is a great studio. And, you know, we just had this thing, this connection and like we taught off each other really well. And, um, 
and left a job and went to my driveway with me (laughs) and then went to the Island Club with me, which is basically a barn um, full of sand and kids food wrappers. And one time I'll tell it quickly because I know we could talk forever, but I have... Um, anyway, she got, she had like bartended a shift on Sullivan's Island that night. She was supposed to stay somewhere. It fell through. She ended up sleeping on this couch that's there. That's probably no joke. Been there since like 1965. I'm sure people have lost their virginity on it. It's fucking disgusting because she had to teach the next morning six and she was like, fuck it. I got to do it. And she did. And that's when I say she's a hustler. I mean, she just, she just doesn't stop. And we went there and then we were teaching a few classes before we went to president street, our first pop-up at still studio. And I remember you were like, there's two people. And I was like, I know, I know, just trust me. I mean, and you can be honest, like what was going through your brain? Were you like, what the fuck have I done? Or the interesting thing is I remember you actually reaching out to me and asking me like, are you okay? Are you second guessing this? And I never ever had an ounce in me that was like, I made the wrong decision. I knew that it was about growing and I knew that like I bless still soul I love that space yeah. and I know that you know they went in a different direction whatever but um that wasn't our space right and the island club as much as I connected with it and that nasty nasty couch mm-hmm. mm. you know I love that place too, but it wasn't our place either. Yeah. And so once we got to president, it was like, it was different. We just and needed a came. space. Yeah, exactly. I remember it was like one day I was like, I don't remember what I was doing. So, oh, I, the woman that used to own still, who's so kind, I can't remember her name right now, but she was like, I don't think this is working. And she was right. Like her space was like for quiet and Zen. And we were like jumping on the floors and turning Literally. her heat on all the way and like fucking trashing it probably. She's like, what? And so <laughs> I was like, I've got to find, I said, okay, now I have five people. Like it was... I think four or five of us at the time. And I was like, I've got, or maybe six, I got to find a space. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if that Bikram space is still open. And literally like we I'm got in there. Mind you that I brought that you to did? your attention. See? I have no brain cells. <laughs> I'm like, neither. so I was thinking, so now you guys know on the podcast, half of what I say, mm, 70%, not real, not true. Um, but no, no, they, they changed, they changed their contract. Actually. they, they, like when you reached out, when I said it, it was like a, oh yeah, a ridiculous situation. I paid him in cash. And I've said then, this on there before. I was like, yeah. I'll give you. I said nobody's looked at this space. Nobody is coming into this yeah. space. This space is fucking disgusting and trash. There's kegs yeah. and roaches everywhere. Mm-hmm. I said I'll give you fifteen thousand dollars in cash. Give me six months. He said, fine. Don't call me. I don't care if it fucking burns down. I said, good. I don't like you anyway. <laughs> and we went in there, and, and we, we went it. from two people to sixty-three people overnight, literally. And that, and I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. That's well, why it's such I a testament to a space, too. Yeah, but it's also a testament to, I think, you and the people that believe in you. And I understand when people are like, okay, I don't want to go to the Island Club and I don't want to go to Still Soul because I don't know what those places are. I don't know what, what it's about. Yeah. And it's small and it's the, whatever your whatever the reason is. But I think once we were able to be like, here's a beautiful space Mm -hmm. and it has room for what we're doing. God, what a great space it is. God, it was so beautiful and it was so what we needed at the time. And that for me, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. Just the way that I talk about this space, it's not about that room Mm -hmm. or the room in Mount Pleasant. It's about the energy that's created. It's so true. So true. Well, I was sitting in here, maybe it was 
yes, who, who knows? I don't know. Kira came by as always. And I was like, all of a sudden I like, I just hear people like opening the door all the time. And this was like before a class was starting. So it's just like, like, this is like, like people come in and go. And I was like, I don't even want to go out there. I don't know who's out there. And she's like, Sarah, you, everywhere you go, you create the same house. And she's right. She's like, your house at your house. There's the doors open your kids plus 12 other people's kids, plus people just dropping by. She's like, you create this house. And I was like, I do create this house. Exactly. And I love this house. I, I mean, and I kind of said that to my 830 this morning, just since we've been talking about that. It's like, I used to hate my Wednesdays because it was just a long day. And, you know, I, I don't, I think that probably people didn't come to that class the way that they do now. Right. But let me tell you, my Wednesday morning 8.30 class is one of my favorites because of the energy that mm-hmm. is created. And honestly, I love when you come because it's like, Because you okay. like to hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no, but it's, it's mostly because it's like, this is my family. Yeah. And this is what we have created together. Yep. And, you know, I, it's... My days that I used to dread are days that I wake up so excited for because of the community and it's, it's, it's all energy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. And you know, like one thing about Maggie and I is I think we like teach similar, similarly, is that a word? But Maggie is the queen of the hold (laughs) as anybody knows. And that's like, that is why partly why I've taken your class because that is for me like the discipline. It's like, okay, like whatever you did to my ass today <laughs> with that band on, I was like, what is happening? But you were so right. Like, you know, you're, you're so wise in what you say. It's like, and you do the work off the mat. And I know you personally, so I know that it all translates, but you're like, it's mental breathe. And it was mental. Like my ass was on fire. My brain was fine. Yeah. I was like, breathe, breathe. And you're like, take a break if you need a break, then jump back in. Right. But mm-hmm. that's everywhere all the time. Like take a break if you need, but jump back in yeah. because just because it's hard, like it doesn't mean that it's not valid or it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. I was telling my class yesterday, like, I was like, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in like the finish line that we don't like, we're in the beginning stages of it. And it, we're like, fuck it. We'll just scrap it. I can't get there. Yeah. But it's like, when you read a book, you don't start at chapter 12, right? Like Absolutely. you read the book from one to finish. And mm-hmm. that's just like everything else. Like how I was talking about, I think it was like last week or something on the podcast. Like, you know, it, it, I knew that my word, what my word was going to be like, I want to in, uh, grow the bottom line. So, yeah. and, but it's going to be a slow crawl there. And then things just start to work when you put the intention out there. Absolutely. And that's not like hocus pocus bullshit. I promise you, because I'm not that smart. It really, the universe supplies you, you know, universal law is like, we don't attract what we want. We attract who we're being over and over again. Absolutely. And I'm a big believer in that. And I think, um, you know, you have helped me a lot in that and just like uh, attracting the things that I need and I want. And it did take a shift in my life to be like, okay, I can't person anymore. I loved yeah, yeah. bartending. I loved that. And the time money was of my good. Life. The money was amazing. I mean, shit, it's hard to leave. Yeah. But, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts that connecting and committing to this work meant 100%. And, you know, I can absolutely look at you now and anytime and say, 
thank you for helping me make well, it I love work. You. Thank you for helping me make it work. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> and like, I, I feel so fortunate because I don't think there are a lot of dynamics, duos, whatever that, um, have each other's back the way that we do. Oh, totally. And I think that it is something that people need to know because it's, it's not like this, this, this house, this building, this practice, this studio doesn't work from just one person Mm-mm. or, you know, it, it works in trust and believing in each other, mm-hmm. which then extends to our students, our clients, our classes. And then all of a sudden it's a collective where we're totally. like, how, how did I become this person where I believe in my worth? Oh yeah. Because I have an army behind me mm-hmm. and, and you keep practicing it. And that's yeah. another thing. It's like, just like anything else, like the more you do something, the more you do something, right? Yeah. Good, bad, ugly. The more you believe in yourself, the more you show up, the more you exercise, the more you eat healthy, the mm-hmm. more you put yourself out there yeah. or the more you eat like shit, the more you do drugs, like whatever it is, you're going to do more of whatever you do more of. Right. And eventually at some point your brain starts to like digest the information and you become this person and live Absolutely. this life. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not a good thing. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like your, your choices either elevate you or they deplete you. Yeah. There's no standing still in my mind. I mean, sometimes I feel like standing still can be those seasons of like, I feel stuck. I don't know, but like, there's always something there. Yeah. I mean, if it might just be a void of, or a fear of making a choice and making that thing happen, mm-hmm. but like, you're not stuck. No. You're not. You always get to reroute. All right. So we have a few minutes left. I want briefly, and I want to bring you back on, like I said, when you get back from your travels to chat with us, because when this podcast airs, you will be gone. So tell everyone where you are. (laughs) Well, right now I'm in Charleston, (laughs) South Carolina. And on February 3rd, I will be traveling to um, Singapore and then Indonesia and then Japan. Oh my gosh. Are you so excited? Oh man, I'm so excited. Waylon Uh, wants to go to Japan so bad. Will you go in three weeks? uh, Yeah, it'll be a total of three weeks there. A little more than three just with like the travel. Yeah. Um, But I am a like travel yeah. fanatic. You are. Um, and you know, I've spent a month in Vietnam, a month in Thailand, a month in South America. And the fact that I'm going for three weeks this time is growth to me. Everybody else might be like, screw you. But, um, I have fortunately the luxury of teaching or like living a life where yeah. I can, I can get my stuff subbed and I can come back to the same environment that mm-hmm. welcomes me with open arms. But you promise you're coming back. Obviously. I had this thought today when I was driving to your class and I was like, what if she doesn't come back? I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. I, uh, I mean, people are often asking me like, do you see yourself in Charleston for a while or forever and all these things? And I'm like, well, my life and my job are here. My, my life doesn't matter as much. My career is here. And, you know, we've talked about all the times of, you know, when we expand, I will be the person to go travel because I do love being in different places. It, I have a control issue that I'm (laughs) newly in the last two years, like reckoning with. But, um, when I travel, I kind of lose that control and it's a good thing for me and I allow myself to lose it. But anyway, point being, um, I will always come back for this place and for what we've created, because if I could imagine my life right now, um, 
in Indonesia on some beach with all the money in the world, it wouldn't give me the same satisfaction and fill my cup the way that being here does and teaching and like doing this work. I think, what do you guys think if Meggie leads a retreat in Indonesia? Hey. After she goes, she's going to go down there. She's going to do her research. Yeah. Because I clearly can't do that right now with my kids, unfortunately. (laughs) I would love to go. I'll have such bad FOMO, but (laughs) that could be your next thing. Seriously. And I would love to do it because. You could lead like what, like an 11? Do you think you could do it in like 10 days? It would, you know, it's a debate. I've thought about that because I don't think it's ever smart to be like, okay, you're going to go to Indonesia for a retreat and then we're going to start on the day that you get there yeah, because yeah, yeah. jet lag is so crazy. Um, but I also have heard, and I never knew this before, that apparently if you work out really hard, the moment you touch down, jet lag kind of really? dissipates. So she'll, she'll, teach, yeah, never she'll teach you guys a 60-minute sculpt class. Yeah, well, You'll I, be truly, fine. <laughs> I literally was talking to one of Sarah's and my um, private clients that we do via FaceTime today, and I was like, don't worry, um, the time change actually works, so I'll still be able oh, to connect with you and, and teach you and all the things. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I'm going to try that on and I'm going to see if that, you know, yeah, impacts. But, you know, I see people doing retreats all over the place all the time and I just... I love our retreats together. I so know much. they're so, so fun. A little part of me. We're going that back to Mexico, be... guys. Even though I said it was the last time. Yeah, we're going. We're going. We Don't worry. Are going. We are going. And she's Sarah going. thought that she wasn't going to have me she's for one going. time. She's going. It's official. I know that would be literally like the straw that broke the fucking camel's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'd be like, "You do this. You do this. I'll stay, but don't do that. <laughs> you take me with you." Exactly. Okay, so we are out of time, unfortunately, but we are going to bring Maggie back after her travels and when it's fresh too but tell our people who don't know you like where they can find you on instagram and stuff like that yeah so i love more than anything to connect with you guys like that is that is a big thing for me so my instagram is meggy a 13 you can also always email me meggy at the work chs.com um i do lead our teacher training Mm, she's so good (laughs) we've got a few things that we're working on right now too so stay tuned yeah exactly so my my email's on my instagram for that reason if ever you you know want to reach out and just ask anything about the studio i'm here for you but also if you have anything that you're like hey that resonated with me or hey, I have a question or like, here's a fun fact or here's something really embarrassing that I did. I really appreciate those things. I really like them. So holler at me. Holler at your girl. And also you guys, um, if you ever have, you've never taken Meggie's class and you're a listener of ours from away and you always get on streaming and like go right to my class, take Meggie's class and then DM me about it because it's killer. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Rate us, review us, share with your friends. As always, we really, really appreciate your support. Without you, we would not be doing this. So have a great day. Good job, pigs. That was awesome.